0: Welcome to episode 394 of the show Today I'd like us to talk about pricing Don't be afraid to discuss pricing with your clients Lots of people are afraid to discuss um, pricing with their clients or rather with their potential customers because I'm assuming that if they are a client, they've done business with you in the past and so you don't have any hang-ups about money anymore, at least in relation to them. So uh, yes, yeah, so I guess we should, the more correct term we should be using now is potential clients. Now, where do these fears come from? Um, fears about talking to, uh, talking to our potential clients about uh, money. Well, number one, Uh, especially in the event and the wedding space has to do with the fact that a lot of us would never pay that much for the product or service that we provide so you have wedding planners who are putting together a total package of you know 800k 1m yeah you know whatever but uh the truth is when that particular wedding planner was getting married you know they scrounged about did some DIY and maybe spent 150k tops on um, everything that's on the coordination and uh, stuff like that so you have somebody who is trying to uh, put together a 800k package a 1M one, uh, one M package but meanwhile the person only spent uh, 100k or maybe 50k in paying uh, coordinators on that day or maybe paying ushers or something like that or you have the wedding photographer who has a package of maybe 500k but for his own wedding uh, or for her own wedding she decided to uh, call together a friend, uh, some friends of hers who are photographers or some friends of his and maybe just settled everybody 10 10k 20k you know basically just had Uh, you know a crew of three or four people at 10k a pop and then you know you create the photo book yourself so maybe max you must have spent maybe like 60k sorting out your wedding photos because you're able to spot your friends some money they gave you guys the photos and then you did all the editing yourself and then you put together the album so you have someone who the wedding photographer who is trying to sell the package of uh, 500k for wedding photography but for his or her own wedding they only ended up up spending maybe 50k or 70k so there are some of these uh, hang-ups that we all have and of course uh, like the baker who's trying to sell one cake for 50k or 100 grand but for um, her own wedding she decided to do the baking um, herself and so she only had the cost of the cost of goods that went into the actual cake so maybe for her own wedding cake she only ended up spending I don't know let's say 20k or 15k or however much it costs to buy the butter the mixer and um, all the other the sugar and all the other stuff that you need so that's where um, some of the hang-ups um, come from when it comes to talking to our potential clients and that's because there are lots of us who would not spend these kinds of amounts that we are uh, um, asking the potential uh, client for. But one thing that you have to realize, especially if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time, is that it is not about you. It's about the market. And so what we have to go on is market validation. So as so long as there's market validation for these prices, then remove yourself from the picture. It has absolutely nothing to do with you. So if you want to put together a 1M um, package, as a wedding planner, and looking around at the market, you find that people are paying those prices, and you think that you are matching the value, then remove yourself from the uh, from the equation and then just go with that. This is something that people in the luxury space already know, and it doesn 't let them uh, have these sorts of hang ups because if you decide to go for a uh, staycation at the Hilton Hotel or Fraser Suites in Abuja or Um, whatever the five-star brands, okay, Radisson Blue and all those newer hotels in Lagos, if you decide to go for a staycation there, the chances are the sales manager that you talk to, the receptionist that you talk to, the public relations person that you talk to, whoever it is that you talk to to make that holiday booking, that special booking, uh, chances are that they will not pay the uh, 100K, 200K per night, or 300K per night or however, um, how much it costs to stay in that hotel so chances are they will not pay that because, you know, their staff there and how much uh, do they get paid. But it doesn't stop them from having that conversation with you with full confidence that what they are offering is worth that 300k per night or 200k per night or however much it is that um, people pay at these um, um, exclusive five-star hotels or resorts on Lekki and um, stuff like that. So um, they realize that it's not about them. So you might ask the uh, PR person you're talking to or the salesperson that you're talking to that, oh, would you do this? And yeah, one-on-one, they might admit like, no, hell no, I'm not going to spend 200K of my hard-end salary you know, to do this. But the person realizes that it's not about him, it's not about her. And that's the reason why they can have that conversation with you in full confidence because looking at market validation, looking at the competition, the prices that other people charge, the value that they provide, they know that, um this is a good deal and so they're going to be able to stand uh firmly behind it so market validation should be our guiding light and it's not about you so don't worry about the fact that you spent 50k on your wedding photography and you feel like a hypocrite now trying to sell a 500k package it's not about you it's about market validation and if you have a doubt look to the luxury space and you will see what it is that um i mean um so for those of you who travel abroad I like to do luxury shop uh, shopping you enter um, all these fancy stores, uh, what else, you know, like Vuitton and, you know, uh, all those places. So, yes, the people who work there might be uh, dressed to the nines, look real immaculate and real dapper in their suits and everything. But the chances are they probably can't afford uh, to buy um, all the bags that you have there. Or maybe they want to treat themselves. and might maybe save and buy one bag a year or something, especially with a staff member discount. But the thing is, the person selling the LV bag. Um, To you at the store, the LV rep or, uh, well, I'm not sure if Louis Vuitton is a thing anymore. I won't be surprised if um, trends have moved on. So any, if trends have moved on and people no longer buy Louis Vuitton bags, then forgive me. But just substitute whatever the reigning product is right now in place of louis vuitton so the lv person comes you guys have the conversation blah 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 the reason why they're confident is because they know that they have market validation going uh for them that there are competitors out there there's uh burberry uh what else Ah, uh, Forgive me, I'm really sharing my ignorance when it comes to um, fashion goods and stuff like that because fashion is not my thing. So anyway, the LV person knows that there's Burberry out there and there, there are other things. Um, they know that everybody's making a sale and that these are the relative prices and stuff like that and so they can stand behind it. So people in the luxury space, they know firmly. That is not about them. It's about market validation. So that's the reason why I think we should always focus on market validation at all times. And we shouldn't do that thing that uh, photographers like to do and artists like to do where they talk about know your worth and this and this and that. You really don't have to big yourself up. It's not about you. Is there a market for it and are people paying those prices? Then can you match the value proposition? It's that simple. It's not about you. You don't have to wake up, do the mantra, uh, big yourself up, uh, do jumping jacks, um, uh, feel good blast the music you know all of that personal jazz i mean personal motivation is it's fine it's good to get you up and about and going uh during the day when it comes to the pricing conversation you really don't need all this uh fanfare is there market validation is the market validation on your on your side then feel confident and uh knowing that you can um move forward so it's as simple as that uh let's see what else okay Okay, well, people have hang-ups that they would never pay for uh, that service. Um gosh. I know I had three reasons I wanted us to run through. Okay, well, another reason um, is that you're not completely sold on your product or your service. So, you have that 500k, but deep down, you don't think you're that good of a photographer or you don't think you're that good of a planner. You think, okay, I've just been doing this for three months. Okay, I'm still new. Okay, this is only my fifth cake, so I'm not that good. I have to work on my sugar craft. These are some uh, other hang-ups that uh, people have on the technical side that make you not confident to discuss about money. And the solution to this is uh, quite simple. You have to get sold on your product and your service. If you are not sold personally, if you don't think that what you have is legit and what you have is the ish, then you're not going to have a good chance of selling it to other people. And the only way to get sold on your product or your service is actually to do the work. So improve on your technique, and improve on your offering. So if you're a photographer and you don't think you're that good, then you need to double down. Work on your uh, your uh, your composition skills, your compositing skills, your editing skills. Um, what else? Your posing skills. If you're a baker, then you need to work on your sugar craft, your fondant, icing, your, uh, what else? Uh, the mixing, uh, the presentation. If you're a wedding planner, if you think you need some certifications to help you out so that uh you know you have the certifications behind your office desk so that when clients are talking to you, you look like you're um, legit. If that's going to do it for you, then by all means, um, do that. You have to get sold on your product or your service or else you're going to have a problem selling it to other people. So improve your technique, do whatever it is that you need to do uh, to get sold and uh, move that out of the way. But also let's be realistic and remember that things are not going to be 100% uh, perfect before you begin. So if you're going to wait as a photographer until you're fully confident that you can pose well, light well, compose well, edit well, do your uh, compositing well, um, what else, work out the workflow and things like that. I can tell you from personal experience that if as a photographer, that is the yardstick you're waiting for, then you are never going to begin. Because the journey, when it comes to uh, composing the photograph, lighting the photograph, posing your models, giving direction, taking feedback, the journey never Ends so, for those of you who like who are into um, photography, all you have to do is just check YouTube, follow your favorite um, photographer uh, or your favorite uh, editing guru or whatever, and it's something that you hear all of them speak quite frankly about. This is what I do well, this is what I'm excellent at, this is where I need to improve, this is what I'm working on, this is what I'm experimenting with. The process never ends. And I suspect that it's going to be to <coughs> so, excuse me, and I suspect that it's going to be the same if you look at other professionals um like cake artists for instance uh yes you're you might be very competent at your sugar game or your fondant game, but trying to create all those um exquisite pieces, like my friend who made a turntable um cake and uh, a chandelier cake uh let 's see what else a golf course cake. Um, there's always going to be uh, stuff to uh, push your boundaries, uh, new trends, new creative outlets that you can explore, uh, things like that. So the journey never ends. So you're not aiming for 100%. You're just aiming to be technically uh, competent. And remember what I said the first time about market validation. So, I mean, really, if you're putting out stuff that measures with what's in the market today or people think it measures up to what's in the market today then really that's enough um, of a starting point to uh go on and then the final thing yeah that i wanted us to um look over when it comes to being afraid to talk about pricing with potential customers is the fear of rejection because uh people don't like being rejected uh, face-to-face people don't like being told no and that's one of the reasons why lots of people, instead of doing the personal sales game, like I advocate here on the podcast, you know, pick up the phone, go visit someone, go to the wedding expo, go to somebody's office, have a conversation with someone. Most people would rather uh, put up the Instagram post and hope for the best, or run Facebook ads and then hope for the best, or send emails out and then hope for the best. Um, one of the reasons why people do that is because rejection is hard. If you get rejected on Instagram, you don't feel it because people just swipe and leave the post. If you get rejected on email, you don't really feel it because people just ignore to hit reply or they just delete or they move to spam or whatever. But then when it comes to having a physical conversation, you're talking to someone and you want to get them to buy now, then them saying no to your face or no to you over the phone or no to you over Zoom or um, what else whatsapp video or whatever it feels pretty daunting so the the fear of rejection makes uh, people hesitant to talk about uh, money issues but then from a sales perspective there's something that you ought to realize and that is that rejection isn't personal in most cases rejection isn't personal when somebody says no they are rejecting the value proposition that they see before them they look at your wedding photography they look at the weddings that you planned as a wedding planner, or they look at your cakes, and they think relative to the price that you're asking and the value that you provide, the value prop doesn't match up, and so they say no. They're not saying no to you personally. Okay, let's get that into our heads. Now, there will be times when people say no to you personally, and in that case, you can't miss it. Those will be instances where you drop the ball uh, and, you know, the person shouts at you that uh, you call yourself a photographer, blah, 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 blah. Or, or, they, or you know, they abuse you because you're incompetent as a baker or something. Well, then in that case, well, we can't avoid that there's an acute sense that you are being rejected and that you are being told of precisely because of how you handled something or how you failed to handle something. But those are really rare cases because at some point, most of us are going to get shouted at. I have been shouted at uh, twice. Yeah, I've been shouted at twice already. So, um, especially those of us in Nigerian context, at some point, you know, when people are dropping hundreds of thousands of naira, uh, some people, you know, feel that that gives you gives them the right to um, to be rude. Let me just put it that way. So, um, yeah. So in this line of business, um, most of us are going to get shouted at or talked down to at some point. But that is not an everyday occurrence. It's not an every client occurrence. I've been doing this for more than a decade and I've only been uh, shouted at twice. So you can see that, you know, two times in 10 years, you know, that's not everyday. So even when it comes to those instances where you are being shouted at or being personally rejected, it's not going to be all the time. The rest of the time, people are just, uh, what they are rejecting is the value prop. So just know that it's always about the value proposition or the, va- the bundle of value that they have uh, before them. That is what they are saying no to. And if you look at it that way, then it becomes a lot easier to bear. So if you're talking to 20 people and 19 of them are saying no because uh, they don't think the value bundle, the value proposition, the value combo, the value whatever it is that you want to call it, that it doesn't add up, then all you have to do is keep tweaking until you find some um, market validation. It's as simple as that. You don't have to be um, afraid. Now, overall, the reason why you shouldn't be afraid about talking about... um, Money to potential customers, why it 's okay to talk about pricing is because really you can 't move the conversation forward without it if you 're one of those people who likes to have fantastic um, conversations sorry fantastic presentations, you invite them over to the studio or you go to their office or as the wedding planner, you discuss everything blah, blah 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 blah, and then they ask, what about price and then you say uh, i 'll send you the email." or, you know, and then you email them your pricing sheet or whatever, all these passive responses that we take, when you do the passive thing, there's nothing calling on the potential customer to take the next step. And so if they forget or they're uncomfortable or they ignore, then there's nothing that you can do really to move the relationship to the next step. So until you're comfortable talking about it and being proactive about it, you're not going to be moving lots of uh, business transactions forward. You're only going to be relying on low-hanging fruit. So as the wedding planner, you've made the presentation. They say how much. You say I'll email it to you. Uh, In the month of January, you send the email out to 20 people. If two people respond back, and say, okay, let's go. I mean, that's good. You didn't get personally rejected to your face. But the truth is that that is low-hanging fruit. You could have done more than that too. If you had been face-to-face with someone... Uh, confident and being proactive about it, being willing to move the relationship forward, you could have had those conversations so oh Kemi, it sounds like you 're unsure about something. what exactly um, about this uh, are you unsure of um, Is there something that you <clears throat> so excuse me, is there something that you are um unclear about? Um, I got the impression that you were interested in package uh a, B and C. Initially, I got the impression that you were interested in package A, B, and C, but now I sense that you are hesitating. um, What did I miss? You know, you need to be able to have these conversations up front. And in having these conversations, you're going to... Sorry, excuse me. You're going to discover um, situations where the person wasn't clear about something, where they were misinformed about something, where they assumed something wrongly, or where you didn't properly um, explain something. And... Those instances will help you um, clarify and then move past the objection. And that's what makes the difference between you uh, closing the deal on, um, okay, the example I gave was 20. Okay, so you send out 20 proposals in general and you only close two. That is what makes the difference between closing two out of 20 or four out of 20 or five out of 20 or six out of 20. And it doesn't sound like much, but the thing is, if you are getting by right now on closing two deals out of every 20 proposals that you send out, so two out of 20 is enough to pay school fees, is enough to pay DSTV, is enough to pay, uh, let's see, what else, karate lessons for the kids, skating lessons, internet, or whatnot. Imagine how drastic the quality of your life could be improved if you go from closing two out of 20 to six out of 20 it's going to feel absolutely magical and that's one of the reasons why i think that personal selling is one of the key things that we can do to improve our businesses and the quality um, of life that we have because we don't have to invest much these are just little uh tweaks to how you handle conversation conversations tweaks to how you handle relationships Uh, simple tweaks to your business flows and they give such outsized um, results. And the thing is, when it starts giving you results now, in this early stage, when we're dealing with tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands, when we get better of it, sorry, better um, at it, and the more that we practice, imagine what the benefits are going to be a decade or two down the line when we start talking in terms of millions of Naira and tens of millions of Naira as the business grows. So think about it. So uh, bottom line, don't be afraid of discussing um, pricing with your clients. Remove yourself from the picture. It's not about you. Market validation is what we are looking at. You're not being personally rejected. Always focus on what the value prop uh, is. Improve your technique and your offering so that you are completely sold on what it is that you need to do. And then talking about money with your clients will get a lot easier. So thank you very much for listening to today's show. I'm your host, Abuja-based sales and business consultant, Tavishima George Ayede. I'm the host of the Longest Running Nigerian Business Podcast. Thank you very much for your time and attention. I'll catch you guys at the next recording.